Going now? We good? All right, we're finally getting going. Of all the juvenile things about me, I think that right as we get ready to record, um, right before we push record, I decide that that's the time I have to go to the bathroom. Very juvenile. It uh, doesn't matter. We're rolling now. So greetings, pigs. Um, sorry for the little break there, but I'm back now after some pretty wild performances. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out. Um, I did the Hollywood Improv a couple of times. I did a podcast with some guy from Cleveland named Roger Barry. That'll come out soon. Uh, we ended up tearing up the town after, but uh, I'll tell you something. I fucked up big time at that Hollywood Improv main room. We did the tandem hosting thing. That's where uh, one guy introduces the next guy uh, without a host in the middle, you know? And I forgot the guy after me. I forgot his name. I forgot his first and his last name. And granted, it's an unusual name. I said it like 15 times before I went on <laughs> trying to remember it. And even the guy was like, hey, like, don't sweat it. Just have a good set. I'm like, all right, okay, cool. Finish my set, forget his name. And I go, um, I tried to, you know, pull a sneaky on everybody. I said, all right, let's give it up for your next comedian. <laughs> of course, everyone gives that generic applause. Um, but he didn't, he didn't come on stage because why would he, um, he didn't hear his name call. So I had to kind of improvise a bit. I'm just talking about how, all right, then I'm still standing here. This feels like a fucking fever dream. And at a given point, I'm going to look down and see that I'm not wearing any clothes. Uh, I will say his name now because, um, not knowing who somebody is in comedy is seen as the biggest disrespectful thing. Everybody I meet says, oh, I know a comedian. His name is so-and-so. And of course I have no idea who the fuck they're talking about. Nobody, nobody does. Uh, but you got to find the most polite way to say that you don't know. That. Anyway, anyways, welcome to episode number Who Gives a Shit of the Valley Boys. I am your host, Dave Weasel. Feel free to forget that name. Let's get this shit over with. All right. So I say I'm five foot ten, which of course means I'm five nine. Okay. There, the, five ten is the liar's height. Everybody is five nine. But there, there's some places on earth where I would be considered tall, like East Asia, middle school. 5'9 is, uh, it's too tall to be a jockey, but not, not tall enough to play basketball or really any of any sport. I could be a mini golfer, I guess. We've talked about this before, but, uh, since the last episode, I've measured myself, not in that way. I know an inch and a half when I see it, but I am indeed 5'10 in height. My driver's license in both Canada and the United States says I'm 5'10 because they measured me right there, but it's in my brain. I'm 5'9, you know, because I've got that 5'9 energy, as I've said, we talked about that. 510 liar's height, okay? It's the 13th floor of heights. If somebody is actually 5 feet 10 inches tall, they just say 6 feet. <laughs> Don't believe me? Ask any woman that's met a man on a dating app who said he's uh, uh 5 foot 10. He's guaranteed to be 5 foot 7. If he says he's 6 feet, he's guaranteed to be 5 foot 10. All right? Liars. <laughs> li we're all we're all liars like that. Um it's the people that don't know the difference really. But you know what? One time my sister asked me uh, how tall I was and I said I'm 5'10 because liar and uh, she said I have to be taller than that because the guy she's seeing is 6 feet tall and I'm taller than him. Bravo little buddy, you know? I'm glad the little guys are getting away with it. That's 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 fantastic, you know? He's he's uh, you can be uh, trans height I suppose and that's that's one thing that we do. People won't have a problem with that. They're having a problem with drag shows. Okay, like it's been a couple of it's been it's been several weeks since we did this. All right, I know this is not fresh headlines here, but they're they're banning drag shows in Florida and Tennessee, which is hilarious. Okay, there's a current Florida resident running for his old position of uh, I don't know president. He wears more makeup than 
any drag queen. And guess what? Tennessee has more fucking rhinestones than a goddamn ballet recital. And, they, and they're worried about kids getting corrupted or abused or molested? Yeah, right. If you're actually worried about men in long robes and dresses touching kids, you'd start with the Catholic Church. Ban leaving kids alone with priests first. That's what we said. We, we've said that before. But um, I got to tell you something on, on that note is I should be worried if they ban drag shows because me without a beard looks exactly like Boo from Orange is the New Black. Is that going to be considered going drag? Dude, if I shave my beard and wear a plaid shirt, we're going straight up moving in on the third date. No domestic abuse, though. <laughs> Just says Easter. Oh, yeah. So it was it was Easter since we've last done this. Um, I find that a weird holiday. It's not really something I understand, you know, growing up, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, we didn't, we didn't do that. Um, this guy, what's his name? Uh, Jesus, right. G Juicy J. So he gets impaled on a cross for our sins, whatever that even means. And so we can continue fucking up and get to heaven if we say savvy. All right, cool. It's not any more absurd than any other religion. Okay. I just don't get the eggs and the Easter bunny thing, you know, historically speaking, you know, a little Jewish guy causing trouble in the Middle East, claiming to be the son of God, ended up nailed to a cross in punishment. That kind of makes sense. That part checks out. All of that. But the, but the reappearing after three days, I don't know about that part, you know? I knew a kid in college, uh, he, he managed to hire somebody to go in and take an exam for him. Okay, he found a little stunt double for that. How, how do they really know it was Juicy J? You know, they didn't have DNA evidence back then or dental records. What if what if it was just some guy named Gary who also had a beard? You know, he kind of just showed up with jazz hands and they told him, all right, just disappear after and cut your hair. It'll be fine. What would make more sense? Um, what if what if he was being nailed and speared to the cross and he just kind of climbed up the cross and he used it as a pogo stick bouncing around the land, showing everyone he is indeed the son of God. Go ahead and impale him all you want. That's how that's what he's going to do with the cross. If he's, if he's hopping all over the land, that would make sense that they're using the Easter Bunny as a mascot for him. <laughs> I don't know. Chocolate eggs. I, I, I kind of fail to see the correlation, but whatever. It sounds like he's got the wrong end of the deal, this Juicy J guy. It's like when your boss rewards you for all your sacrifice with a pizza party instead of a race. You just got to... You know what porn stars make? A little weird transition there, but like... Men, men in porn make 500 bucks a scene. Women get up to 2000. Makes sense. Checks out. They're the star of it. Okay. It's, it's the uh, reverse. It's the reverse side of basketball, men and women's basketball, you know? And someone recently told me that there's, there's a Pornhub documentary. It just came out in the last week or so. And I wanted to check it out, but I totally misunderstood the concept. I thought it was a documentary that was uh, one of the videos uploaded to Pornhub, you know? So I type in documentary and search results included uh, inside blowjob, boning for Columbine, <laughs> bang bus, the real reason traffic in LA is so bad. That would be a, that would be a decent porn documentary. I don't know. It would be weird to be a porn star and all of your friends are just like, uh, you know, oh, what's your friend uh, Steve do for a living? Well, pops a bunch of off-brand Viagra and he goes fucking. But you know what? Some friends, friends, friends support that shit. Okay. Might be a bit of a, might be a bit of a hack joke about the, <laughs> the fucking porn documentaries, but you know what? That's how we do it on the Valley Boys. They can't all be gangbangers, um, but yeah, friends supporting you is important. Uh, my friends came to one of my shows recently, and um, 
at this stage of the game, I kind of hate it when my friends depart me, you know, um, April 17th, which, which was a, a, a week ago. That was my, that was my 10 year anniversary of doing standup. And I absolutely hate bringing friends to shows because that becomes part of the night. That's, that's what the night is. It's a, it's a night out instead of, you know, you're working and you're telling jokes and you're, you're talking shit with the other comedians. Um, but it still is, it's the nicest and most supportive thing a friend can do, uh, is, is support another friend's artistic endeavor, especially, when you're when you're just starting out, when you're at the beginning, because what a gamble it is for your friends. You know, whether you're in a band, uh, you're doing comedy, slam poetry, whatever it is, everybody is expecting your artistic endeavor to be bad. All of your friends. Okay, some are so nice about it that they don't even realize that they that they're expecting it to be bad, but that's what everybody's thinking. When you when you first really get into it, you're gonna you know when you throw yourself into it, you're gonna be bringing a lot of people out. Okay. Um, you're going to be, it's, it's the first two or three times, really. That's about it. You're, you're doing your band thing, your comedy thing. The first two or three times, you're going to be the one bringing out the most amount of people because you're sharing a stage with people that are performing with somebody doing it for the very first time. Not that that's a bad thing, but they're not exactly bringing people out either. That's why it's important to put, you know, the noobs on. They have the biggest audience. But that's the thing is you get one or two times and then you keep saying, hey, do you want to come and see me next week? Do the exact same thing you've already seen. And they go, I think I'm good. Eventually, you got to start from the beginning again, you know, uh, where people are coming out to see you specifically that you've never met before. People outside of your friend base. The only ones left are the ones who have run out of excuses. All right. I guess I'll go see this fucking train wreck. <laughs> that doesn't mean you shouldn't be uh, uh, doing it, you know gonna suck at the beginning whatever um i've been told i could be a little bit too serious with my comedy not intelligent just serious and that's uh that's more for people at the very top to kind of use their voice to preach their own beliefs to everybody else down here at the bottom at the dave weasel level we gotta be a goofy goose you know and not be so arrogant to our modest little following to preach to them uh but you see that a lot in comedy now um in the most primitive level meme sharing all right. Memes have gotten arrogant again. At least during the pandemic, people were a lot more willing to embrace their filth, as we say on this podcast. They'll uh, they'll post a little cartoon pig with a Doritos bag on its snout and go, that's me. You know, and that's how it should be on the outside. Self-deprecation can appear that it's coming from a from a broken person. And sometimes it is. Um, but I see it as somebody that is comfortable, comfortable enough with themselves to take or at least make a joke. Okay, broken people share the arrogant memes. Do you know what I mean? The ones where you see like uh, a princess unicorn with the caption, me. <laughs> that person is broken. You're not a unicorn princess. You're just a donkey like the rest of us with an ice cream cone on its head. And that's awesome. Be that. It's the same style as um, someone I won't name. Okay, a very famous comedian. Um, his jokes for the last 20 years are like, okay, so you know when you uh, walk into a bar and every girl in there wants to fuck you because you're so good looking? It's like, no, sir, I do not. But then again, he's had, he's had millions of frat boys buy his special, so what the fuck do I know? You know? Start springtime off right with America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals you'll love right to your door so you have more time for everyday life. It's time to start thinking about the warmer weather, so check out some of these calorie-smart meals with 550 calories or less. 
With Factor, you get to skip the trip to the grocery store. All the preparing and cleaning up. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you gotta do is heat and eat. Get flavor-packed meals with Factor suited to your lifestyle. Choose from keto, vegan and veggie, calorie smart, and protein plus options on the menu every week. All prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With over 30 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to check out. Factor even has breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Plus, load up on snacks with an assortment of over 45 add-ons. Forget takeout, get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Put the time and money you save towards planning activities for when the weather warms up. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, you know that your Factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 and use code valleyboys50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code valleyboys50 at factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 to get 50% off your first box. The most arrogant guy, I mean, like, how do you, how do you not turn this around on this? But the most arrogant guy in the world is Trump. I'm not getting all toilet flushy on here, okay? I know we all know he's arrogant, but... Look how he handled um, the, the, the grand entrance to his Florida resort after he was arrested. I'm not going to get into the arrest itself here. You know, I'm just I'm just talking about the arrest. Calm down. But um, I could just imagine how insane these are. Like, like it is so funny how these artists are telling him, stop using my 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 work, my everything I poured my soul into as walkout music. That is the ultimate fuck you to somebody. When you're when you're pushing play on somebody's song and you do the WWF thing, you walk out into your and they say, don't fucking do that. I hate everything you stand for. But you know what? It's not that he cares. But as far as entrances, you know, he suggested something way more insane, like blasting through the wall of the venue in a tank, you know, like the Kool-Aid man. He just pops out of it with the microphone ready to go. And one of his handlers, aides, whatever, they would have the daily task of saying, uh, no. Mr. President, uh, a blasting through a wall in a tank would be extremely dangerous for uh, thousands of people and even yourself. And he'd have to go like, well, hey, we'll just, you know, move the people away. Move them over there somewhere. And they'd be like, uh, but sir, you'll destroy the venue and ruin the structural integrity during the event. It's just not practical to, to have something that would be only seen in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And he'd be like, eh, you're overthinking it. Be like, uh, with all due respect, sir, I don't think I am. And then they'd have to pull the big guns, the distractions, you know, like a like a McDonald's lunch or a Photoshop picture of Hillary Clinton in a bikini to distract him. Imagine, imagine how that guy will be, Donald Trump will be taught in history books, like way, way in the future, long after anybody that could actually remember him is long dead. Uh, like a couple hundred years from now, kids will hear about this porn star banging president who had billions of dollars, and, and they're gonna think he's fucking Batman, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What else? What else we got? It just says Call of Duty in my note. Okay. Well, I've been playing a lot of that since uh, I've discovered ranked play. You get 
You get points when you win and you lose points when you lose. And my whole fucking identity is based around this arbitrary number. Um, which by the way, it's mostly decided by whatever random teammates you get. Doesn't matter. Um, I will say you'll never hear a woman talk alone on a video game. As, as soon as guys hear a woman, they all jump on their mics. When you, you'll, you'll hear one random guy being like, uh, there's dudes over by B. You won't hear a woman saying that alone. They all got to start jumping on. And uh, you know, it's most don't get creepy about it. I'll, I'll, I'll say that it's, it's, it's mostly about the game itself, but they just want to talk to a girl, any girl. It's kind of sweet and sad in a way. But I will say some of the the most the weirdest shit I've ever heard was on Call of Duty when a guy was talking to a girl. And it's like there was one guy who started telling this girl all this sickening crimes he's going to commit to her. He's just listing them out and they're it's very vulgar and she's just like, "Oh, whatever, shut up." You know, like she's fucking used to it. And I was absolutely horrified by it. And I'm not even exaggerating. I've told people about this. Um, imagine how it feels to be the target of that, you know? I don't know. Some of the... Also, of course, the most blatant and extreme racism. Way worse than what can be seen on social media. Do you know why? No consequences. Even social media has that slight chance it can be traced back to you. Um, so they kind of hold back on there. But what's the worst that will happen in Call of Duty? It's that they'll ban your account. That's it. You can replace re replace it in five seconds. Um, and even racists know you're not supposed to be racist. You know? When you see someone being outwardly racist, it's not necessarily a measure of how much hate they have. It's a measure of how fucking stupid they are on top of it. I'm willing to bet that some of the most racist people in this country disguise it the best. I say disguise, not hide. Um, because we're, we're very aware of how disadvantaged a lot of marginalized groups of people are and there's people with secret hatred in their heart that keep them marginalized and that's what it is even as subtly as denying their hardship altogether you know whatever the republic the republican party kind of serves as an outlet for race that's all I'm, I'm not saying every republican is racist but there they have that that outlet um and if it's as bad in, on Call of Duty, like which is a very small sample size of the of the of the population who could just be whatever's in their heart with no consequences, I'm willing to bet that it's about the same on a grand scale, you know. But that's with the racial shit. As far as the creepy stuff, I don't know, man. Like get get some better pickup lines at least, you know. Uh, hey, baby, I'd like to give you a tactical insertion kind of gross but it's also a little bit clever you'll never hear something like that you want something effective you want an effective call of duty pickup line try this one hey baby are you a sniper rifle because this is a long shot <laughs> christ this is this is this is what we're this is what we're doing this is what we're doing i guess we're toilet flushing here uh everybody everyone's freaking out about bud light you know because they partnered with a with a trans spokesperson um and Everybody's thinking it's going to make a difference in how they operate. You know, for a corporation that size, their advertising isn't really about showing the product off as much as it is reminding you that it exists. Everybody knows about Bud Light, you know. Um, when you make a statement about showing showing off the product as much as it, you are, you're just reminding people that it exists, okay? When you talk about, I hate Bud Light, the majority of people are going to be like, oh, Bud Light exists, that rem I, I like that shit. I'm gonna have. I think I have a butt light. Of course, these people will never accept that. And maybe they're right. Maybe, maybe you know more about marketing than a billion dollar corporation. These companies know exactly what they're doing. And 
they know you're going to do this. They knew it was going to drive up sales from the fucking beginning. Actually, I don't know about that. I did hear that they're losing sales. So what the fuck do I know? What do I know? Uh, what else do we got? It just says religion is bullshit. Okay. I got I to gotta take better notes. Okay. Uh, religion is bullshit though. Make no mistake. Um, anytime you hear somebody complaining about uh, a company supporting the gay community or anything else like that, they're, they're, you're actually expressing your own bigotry. Like if you have a serious problem with Bud Light partnering with a, with a, with a trans spokesperson, you're kind of a hateful bastard. Okay. Um, because that's not a difference in opinion, uh, to express that you're, you're using that as an excuse to publicly be a hateful piece of shit. Um, or, or you use the excuse that it goes against your religious beliefs. That's, that's why I feel like religious bullshit. And do you know how you know? It doesn't hold up in court. All right. If you said the voice of God told me to do it, they'd lock you up in a fucking nut house faster than you can repent. It's like when I blamed my farts on that cat for five years, but at least there was an actual cat in the room. If you do believe in divine intervention, isn't God a co-conspirator for every crime ever committed? Religious, religious beliefs are respected in society. They're shared around and people know that. Uh, but, it, but at the end of the day, it's not taken too seriously. Because if a guy in court says, an angel floated down and told me to run naked through the liquor aisle at Walmart, even if the people in the jury believe that angels do in fact talk to people, they're not going to believe you. Not until we see Juicy J bouncing around the land up and down on the fucking cross like a pogo stick. Ah, all right. How much time we had? 19, 1930. Wow. All right. We're going to keep this shit short. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to be back next week. We're going to be uh, doing more shows. Make sure you follow me on, on uh, either social media at uh, Dave Weasel. I'm back on Twitter, which isn't anything new, but I haven't really been using it yet. I will say this since I got back on the Twitter, they, my, my account wasn't verified anymore. And then, yeah, there's an option to buy it now, which of course I refuse to fucking do. And since then they've taken it away from everybody, unless you pay, I've had it taken away for months now. All you need to do is get it hacked. And when you get it back, you're not verified unless you fucking pay for it. I'm the fucking OG hipster of losing your blue check mark. Welcome down to the filth bitches. So <laughs> It is funny how um, the blue check mark has completely reversed meaning. It used to be, ah, this guy fucking did something once upon a time that you might have heard about. Now it's this fucking guy pays for Twitter. And the people that are paying for Twitter fall into one of two categories. Either A, they're trying to fool you into thinking there's someone that's verified, or B, they're making a big deal out of supporting their Lord and Savior, Elon Musk. That guy's not bouncing around on a cross like a pogo stick, but they think he is. And it's kind of funny watching the world or, or half of that platform kiss his ass. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not really using Twitter, but you can find me on Instagram at Dave Weasel. Still have my blue check mark on there, even though you can buy it on Instagram now too, apparently. Whatever, man. I'm not in the least about that kind of shit. If it makes you feel good, you go and do it. It is just kind of, it's a little bit lame when you buy it and you pretend like you didn't, you know? You're not fooling anybody, but it's cool. It's cool. Anyways, that's been it. Uh, this is Dave Weasel from Rece uh, or from Newport Beach today, but uh, Valley Boys. Good night.